I do on behalf of our family want to thank you for praying for us. This has been a rough six months, but it's good to be able to worship in the house of the Lord. Um, so thank you all. Um, so the scripture from today is Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Amen. Thank you, Beth. It is so good to be here. And I just found something on the carport that will work great with the sermon. So I'm going to sit it over here and uh, I'll share that at the end. Uh, it is so good to be here. And while it is uh, obviously cold outside, it is so warm in the sense of our hearts. Um, as you heard Clyde uh, pray, uh, Clyde is one of the oldest members of our church. And uh, at Grace, we are privileged to stand on some pretty firm and tall shoulders. And I love the faith of Clyde. Uh, we love you, Clyde. Just so good to watch you sing uh, uh, behind that mask as the team was up here singing. Also, uh, just a shout out to our team. Thank you guys so much for being here today. So grateful for you. Um, Matthew uh, 7 is this great passage Jesus himself is teaching. It's part of a larger uh, teaching Jesus most famous it's a sermon uh, called the Sermon on the Mount uh, simply titled that by uh, others not by Jesus because he taught it from a hill um, the um, the uh, reality of it is that this part is set in uh, the context of a, a large uh, uh, body of teaching and if you go look at it and and see what Jesus puts forth there he, put forth, he puts forth an impossible reality that uh, there's a measure of life that we are to attain to that we can't. It is impossible to live as Jesus says. He, he will go to the Old Testament and say, I, you have heard it said, but I say to you. You have heard it said, uh, but I say to you. And he'll take adultery, which of course is sin, and say, well, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you have committed adultery. Or he will say that slander is the same as murder. These are some pretty remarkable uh, realities uh, that Jesus puts forth. And it's in the middle of that. So I uh, don't want to lift this uh, teaching out of its context that Jesus then talks about prayer. And you're going to have to pray big in order to live like that. That's the point. The point is that if Jesus is going to put forth uh, a life that's like that, you're going to have to pray like you've never prayed before. <clears throat> and so I have three simple truths for us this morning. Uh, they won't take long, but they pack great punch. And the first one is to keep praying because it works. Keep praying because it works. Jesus opens this section and says, Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Ask, seek, and knock. Those three verbs are commands, but they're commands that are in a progressive tense. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, 
keep on knocking. If you keep on asking, you'll receive. If you keep on uh, seeking, you will find. If you keep on knocking, the door will be open to you. Claude uh, said it in his prayer, prayer works. And that is the simple uh, first truth of this morning. Keep praying because it works. Jesus says so. And we uh, at Grace, uh, our first value is Jesus over everything. We value Christ and His words. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to keep praying. I'm thinking right now of a dear friend of mine whose uh, husband did not know the Lord and did not know the Lord for many years of their marriage. She never stopped praying for him she never stopped lifting him up in prayer. And I remember the phone call. I remember the news when he gave his life to Christ in his 70s. It was not as I ever would have anticipated. I, I just knowing him would have thought he would have come to Christ in a different way. But he came to Christ and has been walking with him since. Keep praying because it works. Secondly, we learn from Jesus' words here, keep praying because God cares. God cares. Jesus then gives an example. He is a, the ultimate teacher. He is surrounded by people, no doubt thousands, as his voice is booming down the hillside. And he says, which of you... If your son asks for bread, would you give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, would you give him a snake? Now that may be strange to you. So the, the place where Jesus taught was near the Sea of Galilee. So they're accustomed to fish. And as you remember that, uh, that story of the fish and the loaves, that's a common meal. Uh, that um, uh, sadly would probably be uh, compared to, you know, a happy meal at McDonald's. So uh, that's a common meal, fish and bread. But what you may not know is that in that time, still today, their uh, bread is round. It is in the shape of and sometimes the color of a stone. Also in the Sea of Galilee is a fish that looks like a snake. So they would eat that fish, but of course, they didn't catch snakes. Why? Snakes will bite you, and stones will uh, mess your teeth up. What is Jesus' point here? Why does he use those two examples? Because both of them would be trickery. Uh, that would be a dad who is being bad to his kids. The son who's hungry wants bread. He gives him a stone that looks like it and so tricks him. The son who's hungry wants fish. He gives him a snake that looks like it and so kills his son. That is awful. This is an extreme example. And it's an example of a dad who does not care. Uh, you should know that, that God in heaven cares. 
Whatever it is that burdens you, He cares more than you do. It's hard for me to tell you that. Um, we do not see Him with our eyes. But perhaps it has never occurred to you. Uh, perhaps it has. So if it has, this will be a good reminder. If it has not, I, I would like to put forth to you that before Adam and Eve ever existed, there was God the Father who had a son named Jesus then, whom He loved dearly. And there was God the Spirit, and they dwelt together in perfect harmony. They lacked nothing at all. Uh, they loved deeply, yes, perfectly. The Son has never loved the Father more or less than at any other time because perfection can neither be denigrated nor can it be improved upon. Perfection is perfection, and that was a perfect love. And into the plan of those uh, uh, experiences of great love came Adam and Eve and us. And we are invited to be sons and daughters of that God. I would just say to you, He loves you more than you know. He thinks of you, according to Psalm 139, more than the sands on the seashore. According to, Zeph uh, to Zephaniah, He, he uh, shouts over you with shouts of joy. According to Isaiah, you are engraved on the palm of His hands. There is never a moment when His attention is not on you. When His eye, as the old spiritual says, is on the sparrow. And we know He watches you. If He counts the hairs that fall from the heads of people, if he sees a sparrow that falls, how much more? This is one of those arguments. Pray because God cares. Oh, he cares for you. Whatever it is that burdens you, it burdens him. You say, Jerry, how do I know? If you ever doubt his care, would you walk with me down the Via Dolorosa? Would you walk with me in Jesus' own footsteps where He fell underneath the weight of that cross beam? Would you walk with me? Would you go with me alongside the Son of the Father who when He fell had to pass that beam off to someone else and was laid down on a cross and nailed to it for your sins? Would you walk with me? And would you stand there in front of that cross as Jesus hung and for the only time in the existence of the Father and the Son and the Spirit, there was separation. And Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me, if you ever doubt the Father's love for you, you only need look to the cross. Whatever He may or may not have given you in life, He gave you His only Son 
And scripture says, if he will give us Jesus, will he not also much more with him give uh, freely give us all things? It's cold out here, but I could clear off a place and preach right now. Jesus is all you need for all you face. Pray because God cares. He cares. And that is ultimately seen through Jesus. He cares. And finally, I would strongly encourage you to pray because God can. He can. So he says uh, in verse 11, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Well, how is it that we fallen people know how to give good gifts? I don't know about you, but the older I have gotten, the more Christmas is about watching those I love open what I give them rather than opening what others who love me give me. Why is it that I like to give and you do too? Because you're created in the image of God. That's why God made you and you're created in His image so you like to give. So even evil dads give good gifts to their kids. If we be an evil, He says, know how to give good gifts to, to our kids. How much more? As a matter of fact, Jesus says, if you, and there's an emphasis on that you. It's like, if even you can do that, how much more can my Father do it who is in heaven? He gives good gifts. God's Word says every good thing given and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of light, in whom there is no variation or shift in shadow. He is the consistent, persistent gift giver and he will give you all you need for all you face I know for some of you what that is this week I prayed with you I have cried with you I have been on my knees on your behalf I know for some of you what that is for many of you I do not it does not matter that I know. It matters significantly that He does. Every, every good thing given comes from Him. Uh, pray because it works. Pray because God cares. And pray because God can. It was in 2004 that we were praying as a church. We'll do that later this month. Uh, we were praying back to back to back for hours for God to move and God to work. As we moved into our then new building, I was in my office yet unfinished, kneeling on a concrete floor, praying through a resource that we're going to offer to you. If you have never prayed for an hour, I know that's a lot. This resource, which looks like this, will be uploaded on Facebook is a way to do it. It works. I was praying through this that, that morning through a resource, not this exact one, but one very similar. And as I was praying through it, God spoke to me through His Word in Jeremiah 32. And 
gave me some things that sit on my desk still today. I grabbed them to bring to you or with me to share with you. Promises I've written here on this piece of paper God gave me on April 5th while praying at 2 a.m. the day before we moved into the new building. I want to share them with you and then what I found on this porch. And uh, we're going to sing a song about the greatness of God. It's a list I'll move through quickly. Nothing is too difficult for God. God will show His love and kindness to thousands. God rewards according to our deeds and ways. God will make a name for Himself. What He speaks will come to pass. He will gather back those who have sinned. He will make us dwell together in safety. He said, you will be my people. I will be your God. I will give you one heart. I will give you one way. You will fear me always. I will not turn away from you. I will put my fear in your hearts. I will rejoice over you. I will plant you faithfully in this land. I will bring the good that I promise. I will prosper you in times of distress. I will restore your fortunes. I will restore your commerce. I have rested in those promises now for almost 20 years. God, God loves to give. Don't quit asking. As I was getting ready to come up here, I looked down and saw a sign. It looks like it's maybe been handmade, hand-painted, and Christina just tell me uh, where I need to hold it so that the camera can be on this side. Uh, this was not propped up here for my sermon. Uh, in case you're wondering, uh, it was here already. Pray big, worry small. Trust God, love one another, laugh more, stress less, have faith, rejoice, and be grateful. Isn't that a good word? Um, whoever made this, I'm glad. This is very fitting. Uh, we're going to sing together a song on the greatness of God. Uh, it's been so good to be with you. As soon as this is over, I trek right back to my office and I read through every one of your comments. And then we also meet on Thursday and pray through every request. Don't fail to hit us up with your prayer requests. We want to know them. Uh, we are in your corner praying for you. Let us know how we can pray for you. Let's worship together. Oh Lord my God in 
guys will just stay in place for just a second. Isn't that a great hymn? It's an amazing, amazing hymn. And there are times when you feel your faith, like the feelings match the faith. And there are times when your faith has to produce the feelings. The feelings do not come. They do not come naturally. But I'll tell you one of the ways I've learned to, to take how I feel to where my faith uh, uh, is, is to worship, is to sing. This is a beautiful, beautiful way to do that. And so, uh, so, so I wonder if we could back up Caleb to that verse. Uh, and when I think that God has sung my spirit, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. And if you'll preach the gospel to yourself, it buoys you. There's something about that. And then we can go into that last verse again. I think this is worth a second time to sing and this is the time where if you're at home and you say well I don't sing very well well who cares just melt it out right wherever you are just sing well maybe you're waiting on customers or something hold off but but let's worship the Lord uh, and when I think that God has sung not sparing let's sing Oh, uh -huh. 